Okay, we'd like to welcome you to our current event and weekly Bible study for May 4th, 2008. And the title of this study is, The Bible is Hate Speech, Says the U.S. Government. This is a report from Ted Pike from April 9th of 08. And I've done several other talks on this whole hate speech subject. If you want to um, hear these as well, this will give you further confirmation of this information. This information today is all referenced, and I'm going to provide the link to his um, archived website where you can read these reports individually. But all you would have to do is go into my sermon audio page, and uh, the little box, the little search box to the right, just key in hate, because the, this, the hate crimes and hate speech stuff, you'll find um, several teachings I've done on this. So starting out, it said that in its recent report to Congress, the U.S. State Department's Office of Global Antisemitism makes a startling policy statement. It says the New Testament record that the Jews had Christ crucified is classic antisemitism, a historic form of hate. So this is unbelievable, where now we have the New Testament being called a form of classic antisemitism. It's a historical document. The New Testament is not about hate, it's just about pointing out facts. And, um, you know, Jesus said, his own, he came to his own, his own, his own received him not. But it also says to the Jews first and then to the Greeks. So this is not a, uh, the New Testament is not an anti-Semitic book. Just because it points out historical facts. In the 2005 report to Congress, the State Department included as an anti-Semitic incident the case of the Polish, of a Polish Polish priest who said the Jews killed Christ. Today, three years later, the State Department could not be clear. Are you one of the tens of millions of Christians who agree with the Bible when it states that a mob of evil Jewish leaders incited a Jewish mob and persuaded Pilate to have Christ crucified? Well, if you are, the U.S. government now considers you anti-Semitic. You are part of a worldwide scourge of the U.S. government, Canada, Australia, and 55 European nations that are uniting to suppress this. So again, this is a global effort, and if in order to have the one world, new world order, the one world political system, um, the one world religion, everybody's going to have to be on board basically on the same page, and um, this is one of the ways they're going to try to do that. In many countries now ruled by hate laws, it is already a federal offense to repeat the claim of New Testament hate literature, quote hate literature, that the Jews had Christ crucified. The State Department's equation of biblical Christianity with hate is an ominous indication. The Jewish Anti-Defamation League of B'nai B'rith, which is the architect of hate laws worldwide and statistics gathering force behind the Office of Global Anti-Semitism, is moving rapidly to create bias against Christians as haters, particularly of Jews and homosexuals. Because obviously, if uh, there's a lot of uh, overt verses in there about homosexuals, that that is an abomination to God. So, this is how it's going to be classified as this hate literature. Despite passionate support by, of Israel by most Christians, ADL claims Christianity is inherently anti-Semitic. ADL says the New Testament is the seedbed of suspicion and blame against Jews leading to the Holocaust of World War II. Now, that, that's an unbelievable statement. But this is where the ADL is going with this. They're actually going to be blaming the New Testament on the Holocaust of World War II when it was well known that Hitler were, and his henchmen were high-level occultists. Many of them were actually homosexuals. There's a book called The Pink Swastika that you can get that documents that. They were in all forms of debauchery, and they were Darwinistic socialists. They, uh, Hitler was a follower of um, the, the Theosophy, which was led by H.P. Blavatsky, an avowed, essentially Luciferian, Satan worshiper. And that is the reason, that is the occult roots of the Holocaust. And actually there's a group of videos that they've got, I believe it's called the Occult Roots, the occult roots of, um, I don't know, the Nazis or, or the Holocaust or something like that. And um, to blame the New Testament on this is just unbelievable. Because the New Testament is totally contrary to this. It does not teach hate. It does not teach, you know, going and slaughtering people because they're of the wrong race or skin color or things of this nature. These are lies from the pit of hell. 
televangelist John Hagee, recipient of numerous ADL and B'nai B'rith Awards, upholds this ADL propaganda. So here we go again with John Hagee. Now, if you want to know more about John Hagee, just do a keyword search on my website, on the homepage, and you'll, you can actually go up and see on YouTube where he's promoting his book in defense of Israel that claims that Jesus never came to be the Messiah to the Jews. It denies him as Messiah. Uh, it's basically saying the Jews do not have to get saved the same way we do. They get out of jail free pass car because of the, uh, their race. And he has actually yoked himself up with the ADL and B'nai B'rith. Which is unbelievable. Whereas the Bible says to be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. But he's showing his fruits. He's showing that he's a hireling that has no true love for the sheep. And he really has no true love for Israel either. Because by doing this and by, and by patting them on, on the back and telling them they don't need to get saved the same way everyone else does, he's condemning them to a devil's hell if they believe him. So is that really love? I mean, the Bible says, am I therefore become your enemy because I tell you the truth? Galatians 4.16 I, I, don't, I don't view that as love. I view that as hate. He's condemning them to go to hell, which is where he's going, unfortunately, and probably most of his followers, because they're following a man. And the Bible says, thus saith the Lord, cursed be the man that trusteth in man, and that maketh flesh his arm, and whose heart departeth from the Lord. Jeremiah 17.5 and when you go and you trust John Hagee or Benny Hinn or any of these other guys, it's no different. You're, putting, you're bringing a curse upon yourself because you're putting your trust in man and not the word of God. And when these men do things contra, contrary to the word of God, you know, get away from them. Do not follow them. Trust the word of God. So, um, unfortunately, this is the... the uh, the state of affairs that we're in right now. He preaches that the Jews did not kill or reject Jesus Christ. Now, we're talking collectively. Obviously, he had Jewish disciples that didn't. And obviously, those that were converted immediately after his death were, all, were also primarily Jewish. We know that. Okay, So, we're talking collectively as a nation here. Okay, But he says, he preaches that Jews did not reject or kill Jesus. And they do not have to accept him. In that the New Testament Christianity is a primary source of anti-Semitism throughout the ages. Again, this is a reference report here. Now, if you go up to John Hagee, he's like a chameleon. He's going to backpedal. He's going to try to justify this and that. But, you see who he's yoked up with. As Jewish-dominated media increasingly persuades the public and the government to agree with this stereotype, it becomes easier to pass Christian-restricting hate crime laws. All who adhere to the Bible on homosexuality or Jewish complicity in Christ's death could be subject to a state-sponsored prosecution. The State Department warns against unintentional anti-Semitism, which is criticism of Israel or making known unpleasant facts about Judaism. So we just need to keep our mouth shut about any other false religion out there. And Judaism is a false religion right now. At one time in the Old Testament, if you were under Old Testament law as a Jew, okay, and I'm not I'm talking minus the Talmud and minus the Kabbalah and all the other things the Pharisees or Sadducees would try to put in there. Okay, that was biblical. But we're in a different dispensation. A better covenant, which is what Jesus Christ, the, the Bible refers to Jesus Christ as. He's the mediator of a better covenant. And we've done whole studies on this as well. So, we don't have time to go down every little rabbit trail today. But, the State Department saying these acts, which is this this even unintentional anti-Semitism, criticism of Israel, or making known unpleasant facts about Judaism, these acts might not be meant to stimulate any anti-Semitism, but they do. So what's the moral of the story? Be safe, don't criticize Israel or matters of anything Jewish at all. Don't say anything about it at all. Clearly an office of the U.S. State Department has been created by the Anti-Defamation League at taxpayers' expense 
as a propaganda oracle of its own anti-Christian hate crimes agenda. Congress unanimous, unanimously created this office of thought crimes disinformation in 2004. And then he goes on to ask you, cast your vote to end its influence. Call your senators and representatives. Call at 877-851-6437. So this is calling your senators and representatives at 877-851-6437. Now how this works is when you call that number, they'll say, okay, what state are you in? This, okay, who do you want to talk to? I want to talk to my senator from Florida. Okay, and who are they? Ask them if you don't know. And then they'll give them to you, and then you, you might have to call back to get the next senator. But the reason I say to do that is because if Christians collectively just stand by and do nothing, say nothing, what that does is it gives the Illuminati the green light that they're ready to implement further draconian... I did a whole series on this on my avion flu thing. Okay, so... And again, you, ultimately, pray about these things fast, if the Lord convicts you. Uh, because this stuff is coming, it's here, and it's really just a matter of time, but I don't believe it just means that we lay down and we do nothing. He's asking, he says, please tell them, please revoke funding for the State Department's Office of Global Anti-Semitism. I mean, if you're paying, let's say, tax dollars into this, do you want your tax dollars funding this? I don't think any Christian would say they would. So it just says, please revoke funding for the State Department's Office of Global Anti-Semitism. This is what you tell your senators or representatives. And that it does not represent scholarly research, but an anti-Christian bias by the Anti-Defamation League. It's obvious that the ADL and the B'nai B'rith um, and international Zionism are demanding a place of freedom from constructive criticism. Americans do not give such to our government, politicians, and our military. Yet the Jewish-dominated Department of Global Anti-Semitism expects us to give it to them. It's really hypocrisy at its finest. Now let's go a little bit further here. This is the next one. I can... Oh, this is... This is rough stuff when I'm get, about getting ready to read. Because we're going to look at some quotes from the Talmud. These are quotes I don't even... I think I've seen, but I don't even like reading them. I really don't, because it's it's just, you'll see why. But I also think it's important to read them for people to understand how wicked, Talmudic, Kabbalistic, uh, Jewish religion is. Okay? Because it is as wicked and as Christ-hating as anything that I have ever seen Ever. Ever. The U.S. government, that doesn't mean I hate Jews, okay, or, or whatever, okay, remember, they got to get saved the same way we do. Okay, there's no get-out-of-jail-free card pass, like John Hagee says, because you have Jewish blood running through your veins, you don't have to accept Jesus as Messiah, he didn't even come to be your Messiah. Okay, no, that's, that's a lie from the pit of hell. And ultimately, what John Hagee's doing, is he's telling them what they want to hear. Okay, He's operating under the fear of man. He's operating because he wants to be highly esteemed among men. And the Bible says, that which is highly esteemed among men is an abomination in the sight of God. And what John Hagee's doing is an abomination in the sight of God. And please, if you want to know more about that, before you judge the whole John Hagee issue, do a keyword search for John Hagee within my teachings. There's a little box, a little search box on my homepage can go, just type in John Hagee or Hagee, and you'll find them. I'm just documenting here, okay? I'm not making this stuff up. This next report, also from Ted Pike, U.S. government, it's entitled U.S. government, Talmud mocks the New Testament. The U.S. State Department's Office of Global Anti-Semitism now says the New Testament is a book of conspiracy theory. Yes, our government now rules that the biblical record that Jews had Christ crucified is not only anti-Semitic, it's also conspiracy theory. This step toward criminalization of Christian beliefs directly threatens believers. It is also an act of blatant hypocrisy. While the New Testament is derided as hate speech, not a word is said about the seething hatred contained in Judaism's most sacred book, the Talmud. The State Department reports 
quote, the tactics of many anti-Semitic groups include the propagation of conspiracy theories. Now, this is what the State Department's saying. Traditional conspiracy theories include the belief that Jews are responsible for the death of Christ. So not only is it hate speech, now it's a conspiracy theory. For tens of millions, the New Testament is anything but conspiracy theory. It's the written word of God. I don't know about tens of millions. I would like to think that's the case. But, you know, I just don't really see a lot of evidence of it, particularly in America. I mean, how many of these, these Christians that are warm in the pews in, in a guy like Smiley Joe Osteen's church, how many of them are, are, are willing to die for the word of God? Or put their life on the line? For the word of God. I, I just, I'm sorry, I just don't see a whole lot of that. Okay, not to say I'm better, or I think I'm Mr. Whatever. I just really don't see it in America. Okay, so if we go further. But now our State Department says the New Testament account of Christ's life, accumulating in rejection by the Jewish people, and crucifixion by the Romans, is akin to another conspiracy theory, to, to the other conspiracy theories that inspired Hitler in his attempt to destroy the Jews. And then, um, we already kind of looked at that in the previous article. Hitler is rightly considered a classic anti-Semite. But the State Department, in also labeling the New Testament as classic anti-Semitism, suggests it is morally and intellectually similar to Nazism. Which, when they say it is similar, they mean the New Testament. This implies the New Testament could lead to yet another holocaust. This premise legislated into anti-hate laws will justify persecution of Bible believers as anti-Semites. After all, it will be reason people with hateful ideologies leading to violence against the Jews should be restricted and even imprisoned. There's no time in history ever that true Bible-believing Christians ever went around and persecuted anyone. Okay, I mean, if they were right with God, why would they do that? There's no New Testament precedent for Did you see the apostles going around doing that? Or Jesus Christ? No, it's a free will choice you make. And what happens is, is, with so many people, they say, yeah, look at you Christians, you went and you killed all those people in the Spanish Inquisition, you've been doing it for years. No, 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 you're talking about the Catholics. And you just love to lump the Christians in with the Catholics. And they could be, there is, to me, there's hardly anything more diametrically opposed than true Bible-believing Christianity and Catholicism which is the largest Christian pseudo-black cult on the planet. That's all it is. And we've done whole studies on Catholicism too to prove that out. So please, don't lump Catholicism in with Christianity because, they're again, they're totally diametrically opposed. There's, there's, no, there's no precedent in the, in the New Testament where Jesus goes around telling us to persecute those that don't think like we do or to kill them like, essentially, the Talmud does, and the Quran of Islam. I mean, they tell you to kill them. But evidently, that's okay, because those books aren't being questioned here. It's only the New Testament Bible, which does nothing of the kind those other books do, and yet it's the one coming under all this, this persecution. Well, the Bible says, Jesus said, you know, That, you know, if they hate me, they're going to hate you. And blessed are ye when you suffer persecution for my sake. For great is your reward in heaven. These types of things. You know, don't marvel at the fiery trial which is to try you. Abraham, Abraham H. Foxman, head of the Anti-Jewish Defamation League, the ADL, couldn't agree more with the State Department. His organization is the prime mover behind hate laws worldwide and the Office of Global Anti-Semitism. Foxman asserts that Jews of Jesus' time were innocent of the crucifixion. It was entirely a work of the Romans. Fox says the New Testament writers concocted this vicious anti-Semitic lie that Jewish leaders and the people goaded Pilate to condemn Christ. So it's just a conspiracy theory by the New Testament writers now. He says that this falsehood that the Jews are Christ killers fanned into a flame nearly two millennia fanned into flame nearly two millennia of anti-Semitism and led to the Holocaust. This is just... I've never even heard this. I mean, as far as the New Testament leading to the Holocaust. Again, we told you, we've already told you that the reason that, that, that um, 
Hitler and the Nazis were absolutely totally steeped in the occult. I mean, they were they were in a very very high level occult theology, and that's what that's what spawned that whole thing. He says that it creates new anti-Semitism, which he warns is rapidly escalating worldwide. The ADL's anti-hate laws have already been used in dozens of Western nations to infringe on the freedom of Christians. Guarantee it's not infringing on the freedom of Jews, or, or I mean, these, these, this. You can see how biased this is toward Christianity. Yet you have Muslims strapping on, you know pipe bombs and nail bombs and things of this nature and running into Jewish cafes and, and, and you have the Jews and the Muslims trying to kill one another, you would think they would really try to target everything toward the Muslims. I mean, they, they do genuinely hate the Jews, okay? The Quran tells them to kill the Jews. Why, why are they... You would think that's where all their emphasis would be placed. Whereas true Bible-believing Christianity isn't killing the Jews... We're not told to go out and, and slaughter them or anything like that. It, it's just very strange if you really start thinking about this. But, you know, it's the devil. He's behind this. He's very good at what he's done. He's had thousands of years to hone his craft. And um, his demons and devils that help him, I mean, that's what they do. The highest religious and ethical authority of modern Judaism, the Babylonian Talmud, states that Jewish leaders did have Christ condemned to death. Did you know that? And now they're denying it. Well, hold on, your Talmud says that you did. This is the Babylonian Talmud. This is the Talmud that was written, and it's a series of books. I mean, it's, it's a... If you, if you looked at it on a bookshelf, it'd be about two or three feet long. Okay? And it's a series of these volumes of books that were written when the Jews fled from Jerusalem, particularly from Jerusalem, and not only there, but I'm sure other outlying areas, when they fled Jerusalem, particularly in 70 AD, and the, the destruction of Jerusalem took place, they fled back to Babylon, many of them. This is where the Babylonian Talmud was actually written. So there's two different ones, okay? But the Babylonian is the one we're talking about today here, as far as the Talmuds go. In fact, the Talmud says that they did it entirely without the Romans. In fact, this is in the crucifixion of Christ. The Talmud says they crucified Christ entirely without the Romans. Now, I believe what the New Testament says, okay? So I'm not going to believe that, that um, what the Talmud says. But they, were, in other words, in the Talmud, they're wanting to take credit for every bit of it. And yet, on the other side, they're saying, oh no, this Bible's hate speech and we never had anything to do with it. Well, you can't have it both ways. Your Talmud, which is black and white, just like the Bible, of course it's false and the Bible's true, your Talmud openly says that you did it. And we're going to look at where it says it. Jewish authorities killed Christ, they said, not by crucifixion, but by the legal method legal methods prescribed by Talmudic law. The Talmud says, now this is, everything I'm reading here is from the Babylonian Talmud reference, okay? Um, and again, I can, I'm going to forward, I'll forward this article. Um, these are quotes from the Talmud itself. And this first quote is um, translated by Rabbi Adin Stin Saltz, Random House, New York, 1989, CA 97. On Passover Eve, Mrs. Talmud, they hanged Jesus of Nazareth. This is what they're saying. And the herald went before him 40 days and proclaimed, Jesus of Nazareth is going out to be stoned because he practiced sorcery, incited, and led Israel astray. Whoever knows of an argument that may be proposed in his favor should come present that argument on his behalf. But the judges did not find any argument in his favor. So they hanged him on Passover Eve. Okay, let's look at the second quote from the Talmud. The Talmud describes torture inflicted on Jesus before his death. Now, this is kind of tough for me to read all this stuff. I just kind of almost like want to get through it and go on. Because <laughs> it's, it's one of those like, be ye angry and sin not... <laughs> righteous indignation type of thing. Uh, the Talmud describes torture inflicted on Jesus before his death. 
It says, quote, all four legal methods of execution evidently were used in Jesus' death. Stoning, burning, decapitation, and strangling were all employed. Now, again, I believe what the Bible says. Okay, but there, the Talmud is so wanting to defame Jesus and to take credit for his death I believe that's the that's the premise behind this whole thing. Why are they saying all this stuff? Um, the Talmud then elaborates on the burning of Jesus, and it, and it says, "quote Jesus was lowered into dung up to his armpits. Then a hard cloth was placed within a soft one, wound around his neck." And the two ends pulled in opposite directions until he was dead, forcing him to open his mouth. A wick was then lit and thrown into his mouth so that it descended into his body, burning his bowels. End of quote. That's what they said about our Lord and Savior. Well, that's not hate speech. This is even worse. I can't even say part of this next one. I don't even think it's appropriate. I don't think any of this is really appropriate. But I want you to understand how evil the Talmud is. I think it's important you understand that. The hypocrisy here of the ADL and Zionism and the B'nai B'rith doing all this stuff and saying all this stuff about Christianity when this is a main tenet of one of their main holy books. And, and whenever you have books that are outside the Bible in any cult... In this case, the Talmud and the Kabbalah. Rest assured, they'll always take precedent over the Bible. Even if they're using the Old Testament, or the Torah, the first five books, it's going to take precedent. Yeah, Doug just reminded me that there, it's in print where the rabbis have said flat out, if there is a debate regarding taking the Talmud over the Old Testament, the Talmud always wins. Okay, this is the same way in any other cult. Okay, where you have Mormonism, if you get into debate in Mormonism, okay, well, are we going to use the King James Bible? Or are we going to use the Pearl of Great Price? Or the Book of Mormon? The Book of Mormon, the Pearl of Great Price, or their, or their supposed apostles or prophets are always going to take precedence over the Bible. Because it's supposed new revelation. God's doing a new thing. Okay, the Talmud and the Kabbalah are no different in that respect. So let's read this last quote. Jesus, um, th this next quote said, um, Jesus, says the Talmud, was excommunicated for the thought of seducing a woman. You know, they just got to find any way they can, any lie they can, in order to try to defame the Lord Jesus Christ. Then it goes on to say, in his ensuing grief and confusion, he fell down and worshipped a brick. The Talmud says, quote, the Talmud says Jesus was, quote, a fool, and we do not pay attention to what fools do. According to the Talmud, Jesus is now in hell, writhing in eternal agony. I can't even say what they say he's boiling in in hell. But, I, it's not even appropriate. According to the Talmud, those who deny the Torah and the prophets of Israel giving loyalty to the false prophet Jesus in the New Testament, the law is that they should be killed, and those who have the power of life and death should have them killed. And if this cannot be done, they should be led to their death by deceptive methods. Everything that I just read was out of the Babylonian Talmud. And the references are within this article. Yeah, Doug, Doug just brought up a point where you can see why, I'm not defending the Muslims here, okay, but you can see why the Muslims would hate the Jews. And we know, you know, that the Muslims are taught, you know, to kill the Jews, and the Jews, this is, the, the, the point being is both sides are wicked. Both. I'm not defending either, but let me tell you something. I believe in God's eyes, this is more of an abomination than what the Muslims do. Because did you just hear the quotes I just read? Specifically in regard to Jesus Christ, the Muslims in the Quran say Jesus was a good man, essentially. 
Okay, yes, it does say kill and slay the infidels, and the infidels are non-believers. But this is more, this is more of an abomination, what we just read. This is worse than what the Quran says. At least the Quran has some, some, some decent morals they teach in regard to, I mean, if you go over there, they don't have all this pornography and all this other stuff. Whereas the Talmud will say it's permissible for like a rabbi to have sex with a young child and young boys and things of this nature. Now, I've read these quotes before. Do a keyword search for the Talmud in my teachings, and I'll, you can see the quotes where they talk directly from the Talmud, where it's permissible to have sex with young children. I was going to read them today, but that, that's about a, a, enough for me on the Talmud. I, I get... I don't hate them. Okay? I had a guy email me the other day saying, I'm, I got a root of bitterness. And I'll, listen, if one thing God's given me, He's given me an ability to forgive. Okay, and, and I'm not bragging, I'm just saying, that was one of the things the Lord's given me. I don't go around seething in hatred toward toward the Jews and toward all this other... I, I hate the false religion, but I don't hate the people within it. I don't want them to go to hell. I pray to God they get saved. I really do. But doesn't this make you a little mad? I'm about ready to cry just reading this stuff. <laughs> If this doesn't get you righteous and dignity, uh, some, something's wrong, man. But this is what it says. And then these same people turn around and want to impose all these hate crime laws on Christianity. I don't know. I, I, we just need to pray and, 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 and be aware. You know, let Satan get an advantage of us for we are not ignorant of his devices. So, if we go further... Concerning Christians who presume to make use of the Jewish Sabbath, the Jewish Encyclopedia tells us um, that a Gentile observing the Sabbath deserves death. That's what it says, Sanhedrin 58b. This article says the Sabbath is a sign between God and Israel alone. Well, I have to pretty much agree with that to a certain extent. We've done a whole teaching on that. It's called the Sabbath versus Sunday. Okay? Do I think that we're worthy of death if we could? No. Obviously not. Okay? But, before, if, if, if you don't agree with me on that one, just please listen to that sermon first. But a, a Gentile observing the Sabbath deserves death? Come on. But that's what it says in the Talmud. And the Talmud's death sentence was probably directed against the Christians, Christian Jews. Sanhedrin 59a says, A heathen who studies the Torah of the Old Testament deserves death. Now, you're really getting out, out on the limb there. A heathen who studies the Torah, a heathen would be considered anybody who's not, you know, uh, Jewish. And, and observing, you know, the Old Testament Levitical law. They deserve death, for it is written, Moses commanded us a law of inheritance. It is inheritance... It is our inheritance and not theirs. Remember, Jesus Christ is the mediator of a better covenant. Okay? Christianity is vividly described in the Talmud as worse than even the most wicked behavior of a Jew. AZ 17a, which is part of this Babylonian Talmud, says, Rabbi, Rabbi Eliezer B., it says, Dorda did not leave out any harlot in the world without coming to her, yet attained forgiveness because he had not committed the unforgivable sin of accepting Christianity. So, this person, Dorda, had basically visited every harlot in the world. It said he went after her. But, he attained forgiveness because he had not committed the unforgivable sin of accepting Christianity. That's the unforgivable sin. And Well, if the Babylonian Talmud is inspired by Satan, which we know it is, why would that surprise you would say that? It didn't say he didn't commit the unforgivable sin of accepting Buddhism or Hinduism or any of these others. No, it just keys on Christianity. And then it goes on to say in this quote from the Talmud, Likewise, incest is a light sin compared to faith in Jesus. Incest is a light sin compared to faith in Jesus. Have you ever heard anything more blasphemous? I don't think I have. I, I don't know if I've ever read 
anything. There, there isn't hardly worse stuff I've ever read in black satanic literature. The Talmud tells us that minaf, which is another word for Christianity in the Talmud, the Talmud says minaf, along with the Roman government, are the two daughters of hell. One seduces Jews to adultery, to idolatry, which is the Christianity part, and the other keeps them politically bound. Does the Talmud teach the same tolerance and respect for diversity which Foxman demands the Christians toward Jews? You can see the hypocrisy here. Let me just read that again. Does the Talmud teach the same tolerance and respect for diversity which Foxman of the ADL demands from Christians toward Jews, homosexuals, abortionists, and pornographers? Listen to how the Talmud instructs Jews to respond to the death of a Jew who has become a Christian. At, and this is from the Talmud. At the death of one who has severed all ties with his people, no rights whatsoever should be observed. His brothers and relatives should dress in white and cloak themselves in white. They should eat, drink, and be merry, for an enemy of God has perished. Is this hate? Absolutely. I've never seen a more quintessential essence of hate in my life, just reading this stuff. It's hard to imagine greater hate than the Talmud teaches against Christ and Christians. Jewish civil liberty groups such as AD, ADL, ACLU, Southern Poverty Law Center, People of the American Way, set themselves up as lawgivers to the world. They propose to end hate, intolerance, prejudice, and bias. Yet the greatest religious and ethical authority for the modern observant Judaism, the Talmud, which far exceeds the authority of the Old Testament for religious Jews, which is what Doug said earlier, and there's a reference to that quote here. That the Talmud can't be, the Talmud cannot be surpassed in its hate, intolerance, prejudice, and bias against Christians. But it's okay. It's not being targeted. The New Testament is. Chief among Jewish ethical pontificators is Abe Foxman, a devout Orthodox Talmud-quoting Jew, who says he earnestly awaits the coming of Israel's Messiah. This, of course, is not Jesus, but the Antichrist. They're so primed for this. They're waiting for their Messiah. The Antichrist. He's going to come with all the credentials. With this in mind, we can understand why Jewish activist groups exhibit such a loathing of Jesus and his name in public schools, government, and the military, and why they tirelessly labor to remove all symbols having anything to do with him. Jewish activists accuse evangelicals of homophobia. Now, I don't really like the word evangelicals, okay? Because I don't want to be lumped into that mess, okay? But that's what they're, the verbiage they're using in this particular article. Jewish activists accuse, well, let's just say Christians, of homophobia, preaching hate against homosexuals. Actually, out of love, Christians warn sodomites that unless they repent, their sexual perversion will land them in hell forever. Or in part. I mean, obviously, it's what you do with the Lord Jesus Christ that gets you in hell. In contrast, Jewish activists are consummate Christophobes, opposing Christ and his followers, not out of love, but from a morbid obsession to remove all memory of what their forefathers did, screaming, crucify him, crucify him, and his blood be upon us and our children. That's a direct quote from the Bible. It's not any Semitic, it's just a biblical account of what happened in the Bible, okay? You know, we don't want to get puffed up. The Bible talks about in Romans, where it says, "Puff, you know, boast not against the, the natural branches, which are actually the Jews themselves, okay? Because you could be removed as well, it says. We're, we're, we're described as a Gentile who gets saved as a wild olive branch that's grafted in. Okay, that's how we're described. Boast not yourself against the branches, which are the, the Jews. The Bible says that blindness, in part, has happened to the Jew until the fullness of the Gentile come in. And again, we've done a whole study on this particular thing that you can check out on my, on my website, on the Sermon Audio website. There archives all the teachings. There's only one hope, however, who can wash away anyone's sins. Scripture repeatedly promises that Jesus Christ will come again, and they 
and they will look upon me whom they have pierced, and they shall mourn. The Jews are going to look upon Jesus Christ one day, whom they've pierced, and they're going to mourn. He who makes the vilest sinners clean will put a heart of flesh in Israel, wherein now resides a heart of stone against him. I mean, if ever I saw a heart of stone, they got a heart of stone against Jesus Christ. Talk about Christ-haters. Man. At last, God will remove the obsession to defame him out of Israel. The saga of Christ's dealings with the Jews is thus one of radical extremes. Vitrolic hate as the Talmudic jewelry strives to prevent his appearance and astonishing love as Christ eventually proves his power to save the repentant Jews. You talk about the Lord Jesus Christ being long-suffering. He's up in heaven and they're saying all this stuff. Man, they... (laughs) They're very fortunate their race was totally not wiped out, saying this type of stuff, or or going along with this. Now I know it doesn't speak for every Jew, okay? But boy, this is some heavy-duty stuff. Now let's go ahead and continue here. Uh, This next article is the hate crime criminal news tightens around Christians. The Southern Southern Poverty Law Center, a prominent Jewish civil liberties group, recently alerted 300,000 influential people including human rights groups, politicians, and 60,000 law enforcement officers, that Ted Pike's National Prayer Network and Traditional Values Coalition are both active U.S. hate groups. Now, this is the guy that's putting out this material. He's now on their list of active U.S. hate groups. The uh, Southern Poverty Law Center calls us dangerous, a dangerous extremist organization, it wants to police, and, the, and he wants the government to watch us closely. The Traditional Values Coalition, or TVC, is a mainstream evangelical, again, and I'm not real wild about that word. I don't agree with everything Reverend Ted Pike says. I don't agree with the term reverend at all. In fact, I've done a whole sermon on that, if you want to just key in reverend. Only God is reverend. Okay? But it's an ardently pro-Zionist watchdog group. And its head is a Jewish Christian, Louis P. Sheldon. How did this group make it on the SPLC's year in hate list? TVC opposes hate crime laws and the homosexual agenda. For this reason, the Southern Poverty Law Center, or SPLC, lists it beside Fred Phelps fanatics. You know Fred Phelps, the guy that goes around all the the funerals at military, uh, uh, military funerals in America? And he says, God's so happy that you're in hell now and, and burning. Oh, just, just, just the most unbiblical stuff you could do. You talk about a guy with a root of bitterness and hate. I, I believe he's demon-possessed to the toenails, that man. And I believe he calls himself a Baptist. But that's, that's, that's just, that's crazy. But he, they're, they're listing him, this organization... Ted Wright's organization here, Ted Pike, I'm sorry, with Fred Phelps and the Ku Klux Klan and skinheads. Jewish activist groups want to increasingly broaden the terms of hate and anti-Semitism to include Bible-believing Christians. In 1971, the Canadian ADL succeeded in Canada. This was in 71. It lobbied for 15 years before the Canadian Parliament adopted its federal hate crime laws. Today, Canadian Christians and Christian ministries can't publicly criticize homosexuality or Judaism. American broadcasters like Dr. Dobson and and, um, Dr. Laura Schlesinger, who I guess is Jewish, must edit criticism of homosexuality before airing on Canadian radio and television. They've got to edit their shows before it even goes up there. Needless to say, these mainstream broadcasters would never criticize anything on the matters, anything Jewish in nature. In America, our free speech is threatened. In Canada, Australia, and many other European companies, where hate laws prevail, it's only a memory. Christians can no longer please Jewish supremacists. These are the Christian, the the, not Christian, but the uh, Zionistic Jewish supremacists 
with just passion for Israel. We can't please them with just passion for Israel anymore. Militant Jewish watchdog groups want more. They want evangelicals to follow the example of Dr. John Hagee and affirm that, number one, Jews don't have to believe in Christ for salvation, which is a lie from the pit of hell. Two, Jews should not be evangelized. Three, the name of Jesus should not be used in public ceremonies involving Jews or in the presence of Jews, lest it may offend them. Now, just again, compare everything that I'm saying with what the Bible says, particularly the New Testament. Four, Jews and Judaism should not be viewed as incomplete without Christ. In other words, Jews and Judaism are fine by themselves without Christ. They're not incomplete without Christ. That's what they're saying here. Five, Jews did not mastermind the crucifixion. Six, New Testament Christianity is a primary cause of anti-Semitism leading to the Holocaust. That's what we're all supposed to agree with. In other words, Christians now must deny their Lord and divest themselves of the New Testament fundamentals of their faith. To do less is to remain haters in the eyes of activist Jews. Well, there's probably going to come a time, for all of us, where we're going to have to really seriously choose whom this day we're going to serve. Are we going to serve Christ? Are we going to live up to what the New Testament says? Or are we going to buckle? Okay, and show really where our allegiance is. The Bible says God's going to shake everything that can be shaken. And our faith is going to be tried. Tested. Some to greater extents than others. I'm not the Lord. But I'm saying, prepare yourself. Pray and fast. As the most powerful Jewish activist group influencing a galaxy of lesser Jewish left-wing organizations, the ADL is impatient to begin persecution of American Christians. It hopes to do this by restricting the homophobic hate speech on the internet and passage of its federal hate crime bill next winter. That's why I said, I don't ever know when my messages are going to get pulled. I have no idea. So, I, you know, if you have messages from different and various pastors or ministers, you know, it would be a good idea to download them now. Because I don't know when they're going to get taken off the internet. It's a matter of time, really. It's not a lack of faith that I'm having here. It's just a matter of time. The Bible says, Evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. 2 Timothy 3.13 So, we know that, you know, in the end times, the Antichrist is going to, you know, it says he's going to wear down the saints in the tribulation. He's going to have it his way for a time. Now, I know we're not in the tribulation yet, even though some people think we are, and it's a whole other story there, but this is something that you may want to start doing now, because they could come down and they could shut down Sermon Audio. Totally. You never know it's, if this stuff gets passed. Now again, this is stuff that we, I believe, should be praying against. Occupy till Jesus comes. Be salt and light. Although repeatedly defeated in its attempt to pass federal hate crimes legislation, the ADL continues, continually manifests its tremendous power and influence through a multitude of propaganda outlets from the international to the local level. Representative John Rarick quoted Senator Jack Tini of California in the congressional record. The CIA and the FBI are tinker toys compared to the ADL. That's what he said. The CIA and the FBI are tinker toys compared to the ADL? Wow. That was on Congressional Record, December 6, 1971. No president rules without pleasing the ADL. One of the first things George Bush did after winning the presidency was to have an extended visit with the ADL. Last week he spoke by video to the ADL's National Leadership Conference in New York City. He said the ADL, as one of America's great civil rights organizations, is a leading voice for freedom and equality. Goodbye to any illusion that President Bush would buck the ADL by vetoing their cherished hate crimes bill. Everyone in Congress bows before the ADL. This includes Republican leaders representing the religious right, former House Minority Whip Representative 
Roy Blunt has been a bulwark of opposition to the ADL's federal hate crimes bills for many years. Yet he was present at the ADL's recent convention, speaking ADL-friendly platitudes. If he doesn't, he knows he could face defeat in the next election. Fear of man, bring it the snare. For the past 30 years, evangelical leaders have vilified the ACLU, ignoring the ADL because it was conspic conspicuously Jewish. Because it has this Jew Jewish veneer, nobody picks on the ADL. They want to pick on the ACLU, and I, both organizations are wicked, no doubt about it. Now, although, they never mention the ADL publicly in any type of threat. Privately, they must be increasingly aware the ADL is out to get them. The truth is, the ADL and Israel are one. Now, you knowing this as a Christian, is this something we might want to pray about? Get on our knees and cry out to God about? About the ADL? I think so. This is wicked. I mean, and again, look at the quotes from the Talmud. That same seething hatred is what drives the ADL. And this Jewish Zionism. It's, again, it has nothing to do with being against the Jews as a race. We're talking about false religion here. There's some Jews that are saved, praise the Lord. So this is not anti-Semitism here. We want them to get saved. What's more merciful? For them to drop into hell and then the lake of fire and burn for eternity? Because they, they believe, like they listen to John Hagee and they believe that, you know, they don't have to get saved through Jesus Christ. They get a jail-free card pass because of the blood that flows through their veins or because of their heritage. Is that more merciful? Or is it more merciful to tell them the truth and then get converted and get saved and not have to go to hell? What's more merciful? <clears throat> AD, the ADL is an unregistered agent of a foreign nation, Israel, in violation of the 1937 Foreign Agents Registration Act. The ADL, Mossad, and Israel, and a myriad of well-funded anti-Christian Jewish Zionist activist groups all work in concert toward one goal, the elevation of Jewish power in America, the Mideast, and the world. This includes a persecution of Christian evangelism through hate laws and restrictions in America the Mideast and the world. You would think that they would just be totally concentrated on all the problems they have with the Muslims. Okay? And granted, I, you know, like I, I said before, neither side is, is, is innocent. Obviously, with ideology, like we just read from the Talmud, how could you say either side's innocent? This last article we'll touch on is uh, entitled, Christian Teen Arrested for Hate Crimes. The police department of Champaign, Illinois is reported to be under pressure from higher authorities to increase its quota of hate crime convictions. Pressure to increase quotas? This is like, you know, you, you hear like a lot of times at the end of the month, the, the police will go out there and they'll write out a lot of speeding tickets because they haven't met their quotas. Well, now evidently they have hate crimes quotas that they've got to bring in. How sick. Brett Van... Al Alsden, a 18-year-old Christian college student on a baseball scholarship, he didn't know this. And on April 12th, he and a friend saw two homosexuals leaning on each other, holding hands, walking toward them on the sidewalk. He said, Brett said, look at those guy, two guys holding hands, said to his friend as they walked past him. According to Brett's mother, the next thing he knew, one of the homosexuals, whom he perceived to be drunk, had grabbed him by the shoulder, putting his face up to Brett's and repeatedly shouting, What did you say? Brett told him to go away several times and then he pushed him. The homosexual fell backwards on his back. The homosexuals told his partner to call the police, of course, because they were trying to incite this. These homosexuals are trained at this. They're trained to incite particularly Christians, so that they can get them thrown in jail, and then establish precedent as well. The homosexual told his partner to call the police. In eight minutes, four officers arrived. Two interviewed Brett and his friend and assured them there would be no problem. Brett had been physically accosted and detained, clearly an assault. The other two officers interviewed the homosexual, who was then taken to the hospital please. Brett was then arrested for violation of an Illinois hate crime law. 
a class 4 felony. The penalty can be as much as 3 years in prison. The homosexual and public media in the Champagne area are now in hue and cry to convict Brett. Homosexual groups are publishing articles against him in their media and on the internet. They have posted his his address on the internet. Oh, that's that there's no hate crime here. Posting his address on the internet? Homosexuals are now picketing on the street where this alleged hate crime occurred. Now, I knew a lady at, at a former church that I was at, and she, she told me, she says, whatever you do, don't ever say anything against the gays. I've put all, I'll be honest with you, I, I've wrote all kind of letters to the editor in our paper. I haven't lately because, as of late, they don't even put them in there. But I've actually, praise the Lord, I've had favor where they've actually put in things I've written, and I actually give the Bible quotes in regard to homosexuality, like they talk about in Romans and stuff like that. They put them in there. And she says, whatever you do, don't ever put anything. They found out my address, and they came, and they, 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 um, they came at me day and night. They came at me day and night. I think that's why it's important to do things like praying Psalm 64, where it says, hear my voice, O God, in my prayer. Hide me from the secret counsel of the wicked, from the insurrection of the workers of iniquity, who wet their tongue and bend their bows to shoot their arrows, even bitter words, that they may shoot in secret at the perfect. I think that's why it's important to pray some of these imprecatory prayers and psalms. Not because you want them to die and go to hell. But when God judges wickedness, good things always happen. Doesn't necessarily mean he has to kill anybody. But when wickedness is judged in this life, the Bible says all men will see and fear and declare the work of God, for they shall wisely consider of his, who's his, God's doing. The righteous shall be glad in the Lord and shall trust in Him and all the upright in heart shall glory. I pray against this stuff. Not because I want anybody to go to hell. But because I want righteousness to prevail. And typically righteousness will only prevail when God's judgment is involved. And again, is it more... Is it more I mean, I believe there are some, some homosexuals that have gotten saved. I don't think there's very many. But there are some testimonies of, of, of uh, guys... I haven't seen that many women that were homosexuals came out of that lifestyle and they are not homosexuals anymore. It was a demonic problem. They weren't born that way. It's a demonic problem. They were demonically infested. The Lord can deliver you from all that. He's the only one that can. He's your only hope. If you're homosexual, the Lord Jesus Christ, just like any other unsaved person, is our only hope. That's it. But these homosexual groups are publishing articles against him in their media, on the internet. And they post his address on the internet. They will, man. They'll come to your house. They'll come to your house. Now, that never happened to me. I've done all kinds of stuff. Nothing's, now, Grant, I'm not saying that like I think I'm better. Okay, but I pray differently than a lot of other Christians pray, though. <laughs> okay, like Psalm 64 and these types of things. And I believe it. I believe the Lord is perfectly capable, no matter what's coming down the road, of protecting me, if He so chooses. Doesn't mean I think I'm better. He's perfectly capable of doing the same for you. Homosexuals, okay, then it says, the, the athletic director at Brett's College, fearing bad publicity, has removed him from the baseball team. So he lost his scholarship, too. Oh, but that's not hate. That's not discrimination. Brett's arraignment and possible indictment is scheduled for May 6th. Now is the time to protest, not after the DA has committed the city to hate crimes prosecution. Every lover of freedom should call the following authorities and say, now, say this, I protest the arraignment of Brett Van Alsden, A-S-D-L-E-N. I protest the arraignment of Brett Van Alsden on trumped-up hate crime charges. Please do your best to see that he is released immediately. Thank you. That's just a sample, okay? The person to call is Mayor Gerald Shewart. The number is 217-403-8720. Mayor Gerald Sheenwalt, 217-403-8720. Now, I'm going to have the PDF for all the stuff that I just read off on my website. 
Okay, so you can just click into it, and the numbers will be, the, this will be at the very, very end of the PDF. And then Chief of Police, R.T. Finney, 217-351-4545. Again, Chief of Police, R.T. Finney, 217-351-4545. And District Attorney, Julia Reitz, R-I-E-T-Z, Julia Reitz, at 217-384-384. 3802. 217-384-3802. Salt and light. Okay, we're going to go ahead and close this part one out here, and we're going to go to our uh, separate teaching. Coming up next, God bless you.